Hey, what's up, everybody? God bless. Welcome back again to the Bible teaching channel of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. Just going to go ahead and begin to do a little reading here in 1 Timothy chapter 1. Uh, kind of what I think will be kind of like a short devotional, but we'll kind of see how long it goes because I've got all the time in the world and all you have to do is push stop, pause, close it out. You don't have to listen. So <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and teach the word of God here, kind of impromptu, like I might have said already. But anyway, First uh, Timothy chapter one, I'm going to go ahead and read there. And it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God, our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope, to Timothy, a true son in the faith, grace and mercy and peace from God, our Father, and Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we see right off the bat who the letter is being written to and who the letter is written by, written by the Apostle Paul, written to Timothy. And he tells him, now what can we learn? What can we glean from this today as far as practical Christianity, as far as uh, living out the life of a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ? And that's who I'm talking to today. And maybe you've come on you know, to this teaching here and uh, you don't consider yourself to be a disciple of Jesus at all. Um, then maybe by now you would have turned this off. But if you're hanging in there, go ahead and listen, because I guarantee you there will be something that you can glean from this as well, that you can you know, uh, grow in your understanding of God and the Lord. And uh, like I said, I'm just doing this impromptu. I have no notes, but, but we have the word of God, and that's sufficient. So Paul speaks to Timothy in verse 3. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia... Remain in Ephesus, that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. So Timothy was there, and uh, he had a purpose. He had something that he needed to do. Um, Paul had given him a charge, Paul, an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, Timothy, you know, wasn't being forced against his will to do what he's doing. But here Paul's instructing him, saying, stay there in Ephesus and... Uh, Charge them, let them know, hey, they, they, there's no other doctrine that they need to be teaching. So let's um, read about this, okay? Verse four, nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is in faith. You know, there are a lot of people even today within um, Christian circles that um, they just cause disputes, they just want to cause disputes. They want to argue over this. They want to argue over that. They want to argue over this doctrine, that doctrine. And they don't even know what sound doctrine is because they're kind of looking in the wrong direction. And, and, and I do know that as we read on in this chapter, we'll kind of talk about sound doctrine, which Paul's pointing out here to Timothy. Hey, make sure they teach sound doctrine, okay? But let's go on. Now, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, verse 5 says, from a good conscience and from sincere faith. So we see a few things there that, that Paul is instructing Timothy in. And as you and I sit and read the Bible today, we read the word of God. This is instructions to us as well as disciples of Jesus, as followers of Jesus Christ, okay? He says, love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere 
faith. You see, we need to be rooted and grounded in the faith, okay? With our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Begins with him, it's gonna end with him. It's all him, okay? And we gotta have a pure heart, we're told here, and a good conscience. And it says that people have strayed from this in verse six and have turned aside to idle talk. You know, no one's actually living it out they're just talking about it. Idle talk, meaning do nothing talk. Like they talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk, right? Do we see that in Christianity today? Big time, big time. You got all kinds of things going on that are not sound doctrine. Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor things that which they affirm. You know, back in Paul's day, you know, they were teaching the law and uh, it says neither understanding neither what they say nor things which they affirm. Paul knew that they were taking this all wrong as they're reading this. And again, today, it's no different. We have amongst Christian groups today, people that just spend time sitting around talking about, oh, this doctrine, that doctrine, and they think in so doing that, that they're talking about sound doctrine, but that's not what sound doctrine is. Let's read on. We'll talk about that. Matter of fact, now I know the direction I'm going now that I'm talking about sound doctrine. We'll go over to Titus after we, we go through some of this here. So, but we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully. So he's saying, well, the law is not bad, right? Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous person. So in other words, I don't need the law. You don't need the law if you're going to live in righteousness, if you're going to live in holiness, if you're going to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts and live soberly in this present age, okay? You don't need that law. Who's the law for? It's for the lawless, the insubordinate, the ungodly, and for sinners, verse 9 says. Those that think, you know, those that choose, I should say, that they want to, they're going to continue in sin. They're just going to continue in sin. And this exists in the church today, too. People are being told, even from the pulpit, that, you know, you can continue in sin. Now, I know that many preachers aren't directly saying that. But they're letting fornicators be in the church. They're letting adulterers be in the church. They're letting gossips just sit there and not be taught sound doctrine. When someone comes into the church or into the sanctuary or some place to be taught, you should be teaching them. And I'm speaking to you pastors. Now, Paul's speaking to uh, an overseer here in Timothy. You should be teaching people sound doctrine. And sound doctrine is living godly and righteously and soberly in this present age. That's what grace does. That's what grace teaches, right? If somebody's not living soberly and they're not living righteously and they're not living godly in this present age, then they are not living sound doctrine. They're not living in sound doctrine. They're not living led by what the grace of God does. Because that's what the grace of God does. It teaches us we're going to deny ungodliness from now on. We're not going to keep living in sin. Okay? Knowing this, that the law is not made for the righteous person, but for the lawless and the insubordinate, for the ungodly and for sinners, for the unholy and profane, for murderers of father and murderers of mother, for manslayers. You know, I can't kind of get off of that word profane. I want to jump back real quick. Sitting in a, in a nice little restaurant last night with my wife, 
three young girls sitting at the table next to us, probably early 20s, I don't know. Um, they, they were young, you know, and you just, you just can't imagine the language coming out of their mouth. Profan- profanity, left and right, over and over and over and over again. It's such commonplace. You can't go any place today without it. That's what, that's what the law's for, right? These, these, it's for the ungodly. It's for the sinners. It's for people that talk profanity and things like that, right? For manslayers, for fornicators, it says, for sodomites, right? For kidnappers, for, for liars, for perjurers. And, and if there is any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, there we go. Now we know what sound doctrine is. Teach them not to be those things. That's what sound doctrine is. Sound doctrine isn't, sound doctrine isn't, um, you know, whether you're premillennial, postmillennial, uh, you know, you, you believe in Calvinism or this, that, or the other thing. That's not sound doctrine. Paul tells us right here what sound doctrine is. He lists things. Sound doctrine is teach these people not to be fornicators. Teach people not to be sodomites because this is God's will. This is, this is what sound doctrine is. Not to be perjurers. Murderers, manslayers, unholy, profane. Clean up your language. You know, this is what you need to be teaching people this. This is sound doctrine, right? And this is according, verse 11 says, to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust, Paul says. Hey, teach them this. This is what comes from God. This is the gospel that comes from God. Stop living unholy. Start living righteously and soberly. This is what needs to be taught in the pulpits. Not, oh, it's okay, you're gonna make mistakes, just keep sinning and, and, and grace will abound to cover your sin. Shall we continue in sin that grace should abound? God forbid, Paul said. Okay, start teaching sound doctrine. And I thank Christ, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry. Also, I was formerly a blasphemer. Now, Paul's saying, look, this is who I used to be. He's not gonna continue in it. He's not gonna keep being these things. I'm not gonna, he says, I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Look, that's what a lot of people are doing. They're doing it ignorantly and in unbelief. What do we need to do then? Teach sound doctrine and enlighten them so they're not ignorant anymore. Give them the understanding of the true gospel and what God truly wants and then get them out of unbelief and bring them to belief in Jesus Christ, faith in Jesus Christ, the one who can set them free, the one who can make all things new, that they can be born again of the spirit, filled with the spirit, led by the spirit. Our churches aren't teaching this, okay? And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. So Paul knew that it was by God's grace that that he had the opportunity to come and to be saved. God's mercy, right? But grace doesn't let you just continue in sin. Paul said, I was formerly these things. He didn't say, oh, yeah, I I still do these things, but I'm saved by grace now, so it's okay. No, it's not okay. 
And, and Timothy, as a leader, needed to be told by Paul that, hey, it's not okay to teach people that it's okay. Teach them not to live this way. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the chief. So Paul, again, he acknowledges who he was. Now, let me, let me just go ahead and jump now over to um, Titus. And you can go ahead and um, go over there too if you have a Bible handy. And I want to start reading in verse one. I know if you follow me at all, if you listen to my teachings at all, you know where I teach, uh, you know what I teach, and you know that I bring up Titus <laughs> uh, chapter two a lot, but further down in. But I want to go ahead and start in verse one here. But as for you, speak things which are proper for sound doctrine. There we go. Like I said, I wasn't sure where I was going when I pushed record here, but um, this is what we're talking about now, sound doctrine. So we saw what sound doctrine was over there in 1 Timothy, right? That don't be a fornicator. Don't be a perjurer. Don't be a manslayer. Don't be, you know, all those things. You need to repent. You need to be born again, born of the Spirit, led by the Spirit. If you walk in the Spirit, guess what? You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. People need to be taught that. People need to be taught that they cannot Fulfill the lust of the flesh if they're walking in the spirit. It won't happen. It won't happen because you'll have the spirit of the Lord in you and you'll be yielding to it and led by it. Okay? That the older men be sober. So here's sound doctrine. Here's some more sound doctrine for you. Older men be sober. You have any young men in your life that you can influence? You need to be sober minded. You need to be always ready to, to give an answer for the hope that lies within you. You need to be of sound mind, okay? So that's what it means being sober. There are things that take away your sound mind. There are things that take away your sobriety, okay? Like alcohol and such, okay? You can drink that in excess and lose your sobriety. You can lose your sound mind, okay? But this is what sound doctrine is, teaching the older men to be sober, reverent and temperate. Here's a young man, Timothy, being told to teach the old men to be reverent, to be temperate, to be sound in the faith, in love, and in patience. I'll be the first one to tell you. <laughs> I'm just going to be very candid with you. Uh, you know, I, I, th I feel like the older I get, the more I have to fight with impatience. You know, so I got to yield to the Spirit more and more because it's a fruit of the Spirit to be patient, right? But it's easy to be impatient in this world. Uh, you know. So anyway, I won't expound on that anymore, but we gotta be taught this stuff, right? We gotta know this stuff. As we read the word of God, we gotta be looking at it like a mirror saying, yep, this is me, yep, this is me, this is what I need to do. All I do is get on here and share with you what the word of God says so you know what to do. Pick up the Bible for yourself, right? Sound in faith, love and patience, verse three, older women, He's telling Timothy, hey, make sure the older women learn this. Be reverent in their behavior. Not slanderers talking about people behind their back, gossiping behind, them, behind their back. Not giving them much wine. Teachers of good things. Again, they need to be sober-minded. They don't need to be sitting around drinking too much wine to where they're getting, their, their sobriety is getting affected by it. 
teachers of good things. Older women should be teaching good things. Like what? Well, verse four, admonishing young women to do what? To love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. You know, in our world today, I'm telling you, look, I want to tell you, young woman, old woman, right? If, if, you, if you've got a problem with these verses where it talks about being discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, you got a problem with the word of God. Because if you got a problem with that, you're blaspheming the word of God because this is the word of God. Now, let me tell you husbands something too, right? You need to be loving your wife like Christ loved the church, laying down your life for her, okay? Giving honor to her as what? As unto the weaker vessel. And there you go, women. Some of you just got your, you know, got all tight because of that, right? No, this is how God made it. This is God's order, okay? And, and, and what I'm teaching you right now is sound doctrine. And it's not my made-up doctrine, nor am I ad-libbing really any of this, you know, that's written right here in the Word of God. Read it for yourself. Does it say it? You want to get angry? You want to get upset? You get upset with the Word of God. That's fine. That's your choice. No one's forcing you to be obedient to God. Not even God himself is forcing you to be obedient to him. Okay, likewise, exhort the young men. So here's more sound doctrine. You got a lot to do, pastor. You got a lot to do, Bible teacher. You got a lot to do, church leader. You got a lot to do, old woman. You got a lot to do, young woman, old man, young man. You got a lot to do. Exhort the young man to be sober-minded. Right? But look, if you as a leader, Timothy, you know, Timothy was a good leader. He, he drank only water, it seemed like, right? And, and uh, he kept a sober mind. Paul had to remind him, hey, you know what? You got an upset stomach. It's okay to take some wine for that, for that like dysentery or whatever's wrong with your stomach. It's okay. But be sober minded. You know, you're not drinking wine to, to excess, Right? So Timothy was a young man. Teach the young men to be sober-minded. In all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works and doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, and incorruptibility. He said, Timothy, this is how you need to be. Teach the young men this, but you need to be this yourself, Timothy. Have a pattern of good works. This is your pattern. This is what you're known for. This is what you're doing. Doctrine, showing... Uh, integrity, reverence, incorruptibility. Again, what's the doctrine? We're, we're pointing it all out here. Again, it's not, it's not about amillennial, postmillennial, pre-trib, all of that stuff that churches divide over and waste time in and, and not even looking to teach people how to live a godly life, right? Sound speech that cannot be condemned. This is what we should have that one who is an opponent may be ashamed having nothing evil to say to you. Why? Because, say of you, excuse me, people may say evil things to you for sure, but 
you know, if they look at your soundness, at your faith, at your love, at your temperance, at your patience, at your kindness, at your goodness, at your faithfulness, they can't, can't help but speak good about you, right? Now, look, there are people that are still going to talk about behind your back, but you just need to do what God wants you to do. Exhort bond servants to be obedient to their own masters. Look, you have a job. You work for a boss. Do what's right. Be obedient. Be well-pleasing. Not answering back. You don't need to be, you don't need to be running your mouth. Not pilfering. You're not stealing from the company. You're showing good fidelity. You're, you're trustworthy. You're a good employee that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things, because this is the way God is. This is the way our Lord God is, our Savior, who became flesh and dwelt among us. This is how he is. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us what? Here's sound doctrine for you. You've got to deny ungodliness and you've got to be teaching. If you're a pastor, if you're somebody like Timothy, if you're in a position of leadership, you've got to be teaching sound doctrine. You've got to be teaching people to deny ungodliness, not saying, oh, it's okay, right? Not, you know, and you, they got to deny worldly lusts. They need to live soberly like we've already talked about. They need to live righteously and godly. When? Right now. Right now, people have to live that way. It's not like, oh, you're saved by grace and oh, you just keep sinning. Because you're saved by grace, you, you keep sinning and you keep doing whatever you want. And then, you know, once we get to heaven, you know, all that's behind and we're going to live godly. No, we're supposed to be living godly and holy and righteously and soberly right now in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Are you doing that? Are you looking unto the Lord? Are you looking, waiting his return? Are you living soberly and righteously in this present age? He gave himself for you, verse 14 tells us. Why? Look at verse 14. So he could redeem you from lawless deeds. So you'd stop being this fornicator. So you'd stop being the idolater. You'd stop being the gossip. You'd stop being the slanderer. Right, you're reverencing your husband as a woman. You're you're honoring and loving your wife as a man. And look what it says in verse 15. And this is what I'm doing right now, folks. Speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one despise you. Where's my authority to do this right now? Right there in the Bible, in the Word of God. That's the authority I have right there. And it's not my authority, it's the authority of the word of God. But I'm supposed to speak these things. He told Timothy to speak these things. And if I'm speaking to a pastor, a Bible teacher, one of you out there right now, you need to teach these things. And first of all, we, you, me, we need to live these things ourselves, okay? We need to be a doer of the works, not a forgetful hearer, right? You've heard something right now. We need to be doers of these things. So God bless you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, whichever the case may be. Feel free to reach out to me directly, dave at 
aloveoutreach.com. Check out our website, aloveoutreach.com. Not a whole lot there, just some audio teachings and some video teachings, but you can go on there and and, uh, support the ministry if you want. Don't need you to because God provides. But if you want to support the spreading of the word of God, then find some place to do that. If you are a Christian, you are a believer in the Lord, find some place where they're preaching the gospel, they're teaching the gospel and support that because we need to get the truth of the word of God out because people need to be redeemed. This is why the Lord gave himself for our redemption, okay? So like I said, reach out to me, Dave at aloveoutreach.com and uh, you can find us on YouTube where you're probably watching this video on all the various podcast platforms. For the most part, we're on all of them. And if you're listening to audio, that's probably how you're listening. But God bless you. Thank you for being here. And we will see you next time.